Welcome to What Is It About The Weather, the podcast where we come together and look at the ways that weather is braided into our everyday life. This week we're going to be talking specifically about weather and language. And are we losing our universal language? But before we dive into the main topic, let me take a moment as always to thank the many of you who are supporting the podcast. Some of you do it financially through Patreon and PayPal. Others are taking time to tell people about the podcast that maybe they hear someone who likes to listen to podcasts and they spread the word. Some of you are sharing your thoughts, your ideas, your feedback, whatever way you choose to support the podcast, all of them are appreciated. You can learn more about supporting the podcast at www.whatisitabouttheweather.com slash support. Or specifically, if you're interested in becoming a backer, I don't know, dollar a month or whatever, simply go to patreon.com slash weather and you can learn more there. All right. I know my weather week, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. And you even heard in the top where I talked about, I changed the word. I use braid, right? I, I, I've got the thesaurus screen up here. I'm trying some new words. I don't know just with the whole language thing, it seemed important. And language kind of even on on the surface of kind of my weather week came into play when we had this tsunami warning, not tsunami warning issue across the East Coast of the U.S. this week. I don't know if any of you followed that story, but let's just say that, well, communication and language, it's it's been big this year and that uh, hit home again. Turns out certainly wasn't a tsunami. A lot of people pointing fingers at other people, and I'm going to let all them point the fingers, but it was certainly noteworthy. And of course, this happened on the heels of National Weather Person Day. Now, you ever Googled days, like national days or days of the month? It's kind of interesting. I recommend you do it sometimes because there's a day for everything from yogurt to donuts to waffles to weather people never really felt like I needed my own day. But, you know, I guess every once in a while it's nice. Hopefully people say some nice things on Weather Day. I had a a shout-out from a fellow meteorologist over in in the state that abuts where I live. Christina Edwards kind of sent a shout-out to a few of her fellow friend meteorologists, and I I made the very bottom of her list, so, you know, I got a lot of notifications flying in my Twitter feed on that day and hadn't really thought about it too much up to that point. Although, you know, my wife did take the time to thank me, so I guess I should feel appreciated. All right, let's dive into this idea of are we losing our universal language? Now, weather and language certainly are not new to this podcast, right? We, we've talked about it way back in the beginning. We did an episode on Inuit in snow and whether there was really a thousand words. And we've talked about it on again, off again, the communication thing that was big, at even, you know, the American Meteorological Society's annual meeting this year. So the whole idea of, of the role of weather and language, whether it's phrases, you know, that we talked about, again, we've hit it over, I don't know, a few episodes in, in the course of our, our last hundred weeks. 
But we've never really gotten to the fundamental core. So I thought I'd spend a little bit of time today because I had come across some things that made me start to pause a little bit and wonder, you know, are we right on the edge of something going away that has been fundamental for as long as I can remember, and I think as long as most of us that are alive today can remember. But I guess let's set a little context. Weather and language, it's not a new thing. You know, in doing some research for the episode, I came across an article that looked at weather and how it's portrayed in languages all over the globe. And fundamentally, it gets to the idea that, you know, we have certain things that as I've spoken to languages, you can see certain words that are virtually the same in both languages or quite often the same, you know, especially newer words that are technology that will come out in one language. And it's so prominent in that language, it'll just become used across others. But weather fundamentally has very different terminology and phrases in so many different languages because it was there from the very beginning, right? It was at the forefront of so many language development situations because it was a part of our life, right? It was there every day. It might be hot, might be cold, might be raining, might be snowing, might be something more substantial, tropical cyclone, could just be windy. But because even in the beginning, weather was impacting survival and what we were able to do in any given day, particularly before we were spending, you know, most of our time indoors. It was a part of that regular language construct. So before all these things, we, we began communicating with one another. Now, when I was interviewed for this uh, other podcast, I, I even put forward the idea that Weather could be used kind of as a universal translator, if you will. It, it was a way for people who didn't know each other, who didn't necessarily speak each other's language, to come together and have a, a common bond, like some other things. But, you know, I got to the idea that a tree, you know, what might be a pine tree to me may not, I go somewhere else and I see a tree, but it may not specifically be a tree. So we get in all these little nuances, of course. But, but fundamentally, fundamentally, Weather events and the basic weather elements travel all over the globe. Yeah, not every place gets the same thing. But if you went somewhere new and it rained, you could hopefully bond on understanding rain and even make gestures and other things that talk about dealing with that weather event. So we get to this part of our language. It's been there for most cultures since they began you know, speaking and developing languages. It created this bond for strangers when they met. But even more fundamentally, as a universal language, underlying as we've improved our understanding of weather, it is actually built upon even more core universal languages of math and science. And I bring that up because even when I was going back to grad school, that became very relevant. People who English was their second language, while they may have enough language to get by and communicate, and usually they do when they're studying abroad, 
But there were times when sometimes it was just easier to communicate with math because the symbols were the same. And they could write out a formula, and I could look at the formula and interpret interpret it and understand it, no matter whether we spoke the same language in terms of our normal verbal communications or not. So weather is just infused into this idea of universal language. But over time, it's, it's also filled a very important role in that it gave us a way to begin a conversation with people that we may not know or may not be familiar with or are complete strangers, or even if we knew them casually, maybe, maybe it was somebody that wasn't part of our everyday life. And it gave us a way to bridge that communication gap. So we finally had a way, if you will, to, I don't know, start a common bond and build upon that common bond. You know, a famous artist, Oscar Wilde, once said, conversation about the weather is the last refuge of the unimaginative. Now, I understand where he's coming from. And there's a lot of people that have written about how boring small talk is and how weather's just this filler and it doesn't allow us to get anywhere. But let's be clear also that weather has long served as that filler. And it's probably an indicator that fillers are needed, right? That they aren't just going anywhere. But we're dealing with this issue now where weather is coming under fire. It seems that people have started to become angry with weather. That they're not using it as the simple, boy, that sure was a a big storm out there, or sure is hot today, or boy, it's been a cold one, or whatever it might be. But that seems consistent with how we're putting anger and frustration on so many other things. And, and I do think that is reflective of the time in which we live. We're a little more animated, maybe. We're a little more outward in frustration. And a lot of this has to do with barriers coming down with the social media age in which we live. But I think there's some other things to it. I came across a study that was interesting to me that one of the reasons might be related to people are spending more time indoors. And when they're not spending time outside, it's because of the weather. So weather becomes this thing that's frustrating them because it's keeping them potentially from being outside. Now, I think generally speaking that some of this is a a first world problem, and I get that, as we've gotten in many places to a developed state where it's easier just to stay in air conditioning or a heated spot than it is to deal with the elements. That it makes it where we like to hold things in a certain range and aren't as willing to be out in conditions that now we would call uncomfortable, but in the past we may have called, you know, acceptable. So language and weather have have kind of evolved in no longer necessarily being this filler, but something we can blame. The weather's the reason for this. The weather's the reason I didn't do that, right? Instead of remembering how weather gave you a snow day, as an example, 
and you were able to have fun out jumping in the rain or whatever it might be. And so we've lost some of that and lost the fact that weather is just a part of life maybe because we're so much more capable in this day and age of escaping the weather, if you will. And we've also got this point, you know, we talked about in a, in a past episode in the fall about politicizing weather and about how weather, quite honestly, in the conversation about climate change has become very tense. And I think that gets to the idea that if you look at climate change and if you look at the human component of climate change, that requires a responsibility as well. It's kind of like I was getting to with the idea, right, of weather being blamed for why we couldn't be outside. The more we have to take a look at it and see it in a different way, we end up being more in that maybe emotional tie to it that we didn't see in the past. In the past, weather was just this thing. Right? It just sort of happened. It went along we had no influence on it. It was part of our lives. You dealt with it and you moved on. But because of that, it also kind of filled this gap, if you will. But now, whether we need this outlet to blame something, or if we're struggling with the whole conversation around climate change, because I don't care where you stand in the debate, and I know I've got listeners on both sides of this whole thing, and, and this is not an episode about trying to solve all that. People have a hard time sometimes with the conversation, even people that believe strongly in one side or the other, because so often it means that there's an acceptance of responsibility of us as humans. And that takes weather out of being the simple thing that we can just discuss and need a little, little bit or use it however we want to and puts it in a different context. So it's changed. So both of these things, whether it's how we deal with the weather in this day and age and all the things we've done to avoid weather, right? Or whether it's, you know, how we view the weather around us. Heck, even, you know, and I, it, it's like this conversation about chemtrails versus contrails and all that kind of stuff, right? As I've been pulled into that, conversation, if you will, it's a reminder that people are no longer looking at weather with fascination and awe and acceptance of the role nature plays in our lives and, and wanting to somehow attach something to it. So we remove the simplicity of it, if you will. I even read another article about somebody who lives in New York City and they were talking about how weather and blaming weather is just an outlet for denying the other things going on in their lives. So maybe it's just part of this blame game. Maybe it's because we are more animated and social media barriers are teaching us that, you know, we can say whatever we want to say. But all that gets into this idea that a lot of times we just say things to start with that are just, I don't know, not relevant to the reality. And that's when I came into this other article about how people, you know, were saying that 
small talk. Can't we all just be open and honest with each other from the start? No, no. People are people. And we all have different levels of barriers and guards. And maybe some people can just say whatever they want from the get-go. But if you really ever want to get inside somebody, you usually have to get to know them. There has to be some level of trust and understanding. And for each person, like I said, that level is different. But one of the benefits has always been that weather provides us that element to start the conversation. And that's the part that, you know, seems to be under attack as all of our situations have changed and our environments have changed is, are we dealing now with a situation where we can't use weather in this basic premise situation? So where does it go from here? I hope, I guess I hope we we hold on to it. You guys know I love talking about weather and the ideas around weather and that it can be fun and interesting too. And I think that maybe in providing that level of, of information and knowledge, and as we talk about it in all aspects of our lives, maybe it diffuses it for when it becomes a courier of bad news, if you will. And certainly we've ha- we have those events too, and it's been a year full of that, right? With the tropical cyclone season having such an impact in the North Atlantic, but, you know, heat waves and cold snaps this winter, I, I don't care how you look at it, we're always going to have those high-profile events. But the reality is, like so many things, like eating, going to work, going to school, whatever it might be, weather is, is part of our lives every day. So having this kind of basic conversation construct, if you will, this filler, this, this gap avoidance technique so we don't have long, silent, nothing's happening periods in our conversations, which tend to make most of us uncomfortable. Even me as an introverted kind of person, I've always been one that doesn't like it necessarily completely silent when I'm with a group of people. I can let it happen sometimes. But those around me know that I'm not particularly good at it. With weather, I've always had that ability to, I don't know, build conversations. And I appreciate that. And while I may use it even as a stronger communication tool through photography or other things, and I like to use it that way, I do think the benefit it serves all of us as this kind of filler or starter topic or way to forge relationships to forge new levels of understanding is important. And hopefully we can let it be this non-charged scenario for the bulk of the time. There's always, like I said, going to be exceptions to that. Heck, I was even reading an article that was talking about how language, was it more like fashion or like weather. Well, I was kind of thrown off by it. It was interesting. The The title had the word weather, and then the word weather only appears one other time in the article. But they were fundamentally getting at how language is changing. And, and maybe that had something to do with it. And that language was potentially like fashion in that 
you know, styles come and go and the way we communicate changes and the way we communicate goes about this evolutionary process, if you will. But then all they were really saying then was, but fashion comes around again and, and maybe language never really does. So maybe it was more like weather, but not, not like weather in the sense that we think about it in that it's always changing, but how weather has chaos theory and, and chaos theory may explain our changes in language. So there you go. You, you ended on chaos theory. Yeah. I never knew that this, this conversation was going to go there. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Do you, do you use weather as a filler when you start a conversation with people, particularly people you don't know, or maybe you haven't seen in a long time and were never particularly close to or have other common things? Because I know we all draw on past experiences, particularly with people from our past. But what about people where you don't generally have, at least as a starter out the gate, these common things? What do you use? to bridge that gap. Let me know. Pop me an email. What is about the weather at gmail.com or what is it about the weather.com slash contact either way. All right. So unless you were living in a bubble this week, you probably saw the launch or heard about the launch of Falcon heavy, which is the new SpaceX thing. And I tell you, that was pretty cool. If you haven't seen anything, I guess I'll put at least one or two links in the show notes. It was impressive to see the launch but seeing a car in orbit, I mean, these are just things you would imagine, I don't know, that would never come to be. I'd never imagine that there would be a dude sitting in a car, and I know it's not a real dude, kind of orbiting the Earth. It's just neat. And I hope he makes it to Mars. Well, now he's supposed to go out past Mars, which will be kind of interesting. But the launch was delayed this last day, and the launch was delayed due to weather. And we talked about some of this in the past as we've started to understand more and more how weather can impact these things that seem so grand, you know, this massive rocket, but how susceptible they are to little things and how trajectories are important and stress in different stages of the process are important. So we had some wind shear issues. So they delayed it once and delayed it again, which actually was good for me because I had some other stuff to take care of in the afternoon and allowed me to watch the launch. But I thought that was interesting. So everywhere you look, right, weather's having those influences. Kind of becoming a part of the process in almost everything we do. That was my example this week of something that was new and different. I hope you've had some as well. Some you can look to. I know some of them sometimes are stressful. Sometimes they can make us angry. But sometimes they can be educational and informative and just fun. Because as we all know, there's much more to weather than the weather itself. This is too much to production. We're tired of hearing our uncle grovel, so please support him on Patreon dot com slash weather.